This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to Marking Out. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, we Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 411 of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can catch this in all past episodes on MarkingOut.com. If you're on iTunes and listening to this, make sure you give us five stars. Uh, give us a nice little review. Keep us in the algorithm going. Uh, let us know that the show still, people are still listening, because we love to hear that at MarkingOut.com, uh, Google Play, Stitcher Radio as well. Maybe Amazon has a whole thing. I don't know yet. So check us out on those platforms. Uh, you can c- catch us social media-wise Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, YouTube.com slash marking out 11. Uh, email us at marking out one at gmail.com. We have merchandise at pro wrestling tees.com slash marking out. Maybe you bought a shirt for one of your loved ones for Christmas. Regardless, that's one. That's a great shirt. You can get it at pro wrestling tees.com slash marking out. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I am also sitting here with Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how art thou? I am doing great. How are you doing? Good. Um, it's good to hear, Terry the Tiger. And we are also sitting here with the heart and soul of marking out. You can call him Mustafa Brand Lee, but you can call him Brandon, and you can follow him <laughs> on Twitter. That just, that just, that just twenty three could do that. You can follow him on Twitter at bttg one six one. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Still here? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> how many gimmicks do you think we can get Brandon to rip off in one show? Ooh, man, that's the kind of, if the, yeah, if the price was two. right. Yeah, if the price is right. The shoe fits, wear it, right? I don't know. But anyway, Brandon, how was your week? It was good. Went to uh, the Rangers game with Dave. They lost. Yeah, uh, that was an amazing game. But yeah, it was fun. I haven't been to a game in four years, so it was nice to get back there for hockey. And your weekly dose of Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I went ahead and purchased a ticket today to see Billy Joel on my birthday, on his birthday. Oh, you guys share a birthday? That's cute. Yeah. It's the second time I'll be spending my birthday with Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, I think the time after that, you came to Andrew's house and you had a Jägermeister shot. No, that was, that was my 18th birthday. That was oh, 2008. No, that wasn't your 18th. That was oh, your right, 21st. my bad, 21st. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I wouldn't have fed you. We don't have great drinking here at Mark. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was the 21st birthday. I just forgot. <laughs> I forgot how to count there there. <laughs> but yeah other than that uh pretty good that was it i mean cool. yeah, i went to evolve as well <laughs> yeah we went to evolve we're going to talk about that in full detail later on the show uh dave how was your week it was amazing it really was uh i love where i'm working and then outside of that uh we, as Brandon may mention too, we went to the Ranger game. Unfortunately, they lost, but this was my first game in a long time, and it was incredible. They lost in overtime, 
And just to hear the crowd going crazy in overtime, it was They blew exciting. a giant lead. They blew a giant lead. They did. They should have won it, but they didn't. Um, and then David did magic on the train. I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a text message from Brandon in his – uh, That was before the game. I forgot. Yeah. I, I started, I've been practicing magic. So I did do magic on the train and Brandon mm, went, pick a card, any card. <laughs> that was exactly how I sounded. It's yeah. Um, did yeah, you the, take the queen of clubs? <laughs> well, don't, don't spoil the trick now. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it on Saturday. Oh my. Oh, <laughs> no, but uh, the Rangers game was amazing. And then after that, we went to evolve 118, which we're going to speak about, but just being at Evolve 118, this is my first wrestling event that I've been to in since January of last year, I believe. That NXT show, right, Upstate? Yeah, yeah, that NXT show on Upstate in Albany was my last event that I've ever been to. So it was just incredible. I loved it. I was so thankful that we got to go back to NYWC Sportatorium because uh, Shane and Forge and everybody there, it's just are, they're just so welcoming. And um, it's like no time ever goes by and all of the wrestlers there are welcoming and it's always exciting just to talk to a few other newer wrestlers from NYWC that are present. So, yeah, I'm very thankful for this weekend. What about you, Chris? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been working, uh, but this weekend myself and my uh, parent, parent-in-laws, and Rachel. We went to Kalahari in Pennsylvania in the Poconos. It's a resort slash indoor water park, which was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I went on. I went no to the snow? top. To... No snow tubing up there. Or... No, no snow tubing. It's it's everything's contained in store indoors, which is pretty cool. You know, they had some good toddler style slides and stuff like that. And my you went on it. Or... Well, no, there was this one. Yeah, if if you listen to the show and you live on Long Island, uh, you know Splish Splash and you know Shotgun Falls. Um, no, uh, Cliff Diver. Sorry, there was one that was exactly like that, and I walked up there. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. It's gonna be awesome. I got up there. I looked down. I looked at the lifeguard, and I said, nope. And I walked. I did, I did the Vince McMahon strut all the way down, and then. But it was fun. We had a good time. The kids had a good time. Do they have like uh, a restaurant built in there too, or they have a couple of restaurants built in there? But we didn't eat there because we were looking at reviews and they looked like they looked god awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided against that, and uh, we got some food from some Italian place somewhere in the Poconos, and it was delicious. I miss the Poconos. I... Yeah, I miss the poke your nose. <laughs> Dad jokes. Whoa! What a weird thing to say. <laughs> Well, yeah. he, has, he has never poked my nose. <laughs> I, I I have. What? Boop. Well, you know that's probably true. I mean, with the amount of times that we've taken pictures where I have tried to pick your nose in a picture, uh, I've definitely poked your nose. More more importantly, as per your week, what did you get from the Chinese restaurant? Oh, yeah. Uh, I told Brandon right before uh, on, on air that my wife got Chinese food tonight. Um, I got ch- my usual general chow's chicken and vegetable old man. Mmm. Mmm. Hey, Christmas! Christmas is coming up. You know that's a big, uh, <laughs> big staple in a lot of people's uh, traditions. That's a, that's a stereotype. <laughs> well, we do it every single year. We do it every single year. This year, I literally, fucking... I think I did it one time. Oh no! Literally bro. once, and it was me, my brother, and David. 
I was included was the, in this? Yeah, we went. You don't remember we went to the Chinese buffet across from Tri County? Uh, a little bit. Buffet across from, oh yeah, there is. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no, we're doing that Christmas Eve. Well, I'm working all day and night Christmas Eve, so I won't be doing that. But like, like my mom, either she's either off Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. This year she's off both, but she decided she wants to do stuff Christmas Day. So Christmas Eve we're gonna do uh, you know Chinese food and uh, movies and stuff like that, but. Speaking of I'll uh, be not partaking that when I get home. I have a special bottle of Maker's Mark 46 that is dipped with red and green wax uh, that I'll be uh, cracking open on New Year's on uh, Christmas Eve. So cool. I was gonna say. Uh, speaking of movies, uh, how about the uproar of today? They announced the uh, or they showed off pictures a first well, look Aladdin. from the Aladdin movie. People, oh God, this isn't my Aladdin. Blah blah blah. Why would I don't know? They, they were, I guess Will, which Will Smith went ahead and said most of the movie I'm blue. I haven't seen it. Oh, did you see the the preview poster for Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, which yeah, I, I did see that. <laughs> I, I People tweeted are that out too. about that too. He's got fur. Of course he has. Fur. I, I tweeted that out during Monday Night Raw, I think, because like a lot of like that got more negative feedback than positive feedback, I would say. And then he's got like sick, sick, like jack legs. And they they made a reference to Sonic on Monday Night Raw, I believe, or SmackDown. No, it was on SmackDown. SmackDown, okay. And I was like, quick, what is something the youth are talking about? <laughs> make, make him say Sonic the Hedgehog in a promo, pal. <laughs> All right, well let's let's get on to some uh, sports entertainment talk. We had a pay per view that just passed us. TLC, tables, ladders, and chairs. Where was it, Brandon? It was at the SAP Center in San Jose, California. Yeah, I kept wanting to say San Diego, and that wasn't correct, so I just paused on the and. <laughs> I was thinking San Antonio, but then I think it was Sharia de Santerior. That's bad. But, okay. Uh, okay. I don't understand, but uh, anyway, regardless, that's two. Uh, oh, pre like I'm marking out. Uh, Pre-show, you uh, – well, prediction-wise, me and Brandon tied for the win uh, with eight each to day of six. Uh, Pre-show-wise, you had Buddy Murphy successfully retain the Cruiserweight title against Cedric Alexander, as I think we all expected. Yeah. Anything to say about this? It was, uh, this was, was awesome, a good man. match, yeah. Cedric Alexander getting that second uh, – that, that shot again and blew it. <laughs> but Murphy picking up the victory. Well, yeah, it was a really good match, and people need to watch the Cruiserweights. Yeah, two of five. Which blocks. definitely gets proven later on. Oh yeah, huge, 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 huge. Uh, anyway, what else? The, what, the, what after that, the the next match up was a ladder match with a guitar suspended above the ring. Couldn't believe that Bobby Lashley was on the kickoff show, but Elias picked up the victory. Yeah, I, um, I was the only one to predict that one. And it was, it was, it was, the, it was the gimmick match. That was that's why I'm like, you can't not put a guitar pole and not have Elias use it. And as I as I predicted, if Elias were to win, it would be Bobby Lashley to use the guitar, which that happened. I, I don't understand how I didn't pick up uh, uh, Elias to win this. I was just not understanding the match. I'm not going to make any excuses other than that. I didn't understand. Like I thought, like it, I th really thought it was more so like a, a thing on a pole where if you got it, I thought there was gonna be pinning involved. I didn't realize it was like a standard ladder match where that was the ending. Yeah, yeah. 
right. They awesome. didn't really. I feel like they didn't really. No, they didn't. Much. Yeah. But the uh, the pay per view itself kicked off with a mixed match challenge final match for season two. Uh, Fabulous Truth, Carmella and R-Truth picked up the victory, defeating Mahalisha, Alicia Fox and Jinder Mahal. Uh, So now they each get to become the 30th entrant of the Royal Rumble. In their designated Royal Rumble. Which has me thinking one of them have to win the Royal Rumble next year, so I'm going to say Carmella. No, Carmella's not winning. Becky Lynch is winning. Dude, there's no other reason for them to have that stipulation. No, and they get an all-expenses-paid like, trip, which they're going to Stanford, Connecticut. Which is hilarious, that that promo afterwards, where, which is also stupid, because it's like, oh, you had to submit it, and Carmella's like, what are you talking about? I don't know about this. And she yeah. goes, well, it was submitted. Where are you going? We're going to Stanford, Connecticut, to the WWE <laughs> headquarters. I, I think that is great. I think that there's going to be a lot of promos to be had between the two of them and uh, this opportunity. And I'm really excited. I think that the two of them together have been such so fantastic on television and so much fun to watch. Yeah, and it actually yeah. it kind of came full circle on SmackDown, but we'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up next, a triple threat tag team championship match for SmackDown. The Bar successfully retaining over The New Day and The Usos. Uh, this is a fun match to watch. A lot of tags in and out, on unexpected tags in and out as well. Yeah, but then at the end, uh, Sheamus hitting that bro kick uh, for the victory. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm happy that the bar picked up the victory. But as you made mention to, we've been seeing the three of these tag teams just go at it over and over and over again. And we'll so. talk about that in full detail once we start getting to this uh, new era that's coming around. So oh, yeah. So there's. I'm stoked about I love this. I love it. There's there's the, an event or a match of sorts called uh, Joey Janela's events called a cluster Bob Backlund. Okay. And, and this match, this next match was really on par with with that word because it was a TLC match where if Braun Strowman wins, he would get a Universal Championship match. But if Baron Corbin won, he would become the full-time general manager of Monday Night Raw. Braun Strowman's been out with an injury. We haven't seen him for a few weeks. Baron Corbin was out there with Heath Slater, the special guest referee for that match, getting ready to win. And Braun Strowman appeared. And then he's like, well, it's, uh, you know, no DQ. They brought out out Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Finn Balor. Apollo Crews and Kurt Angle. Yeah, well, Kurt Angle met, cut off uh, Baron Corbin as Baron Corbin tried to escape the little beat town he was getting. Kurt Angle cutting him off with that steel chair. Leaving. Everybody hit him Corbin, with steel chair. Yeah, Corbin ended up being in the ring, got beat down by the chairs, and Braun Strowman picking up an easy uh, victory with his foot right on top of Corbin. Um. I think it was a fun match for what it was. Yeah, if Bar- if Braun Strowman was limited in that sort of a manner, I think that this was a this is fine. The one if- thing that my one gripe here is the fact that they didn't use Rhino. Rhino was slated the biggest of all. That that is true. Big Terry. He got fired from this. Yeah, 
That is very true that maybe Rhino should have been included in that. Also, well, maybe, maybe he'll be included in. I want to say, for weeks, how how much have we been... Well, not we, because you guys apparently have been loving it. But according to everyone else, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, not so great. But their this pay-per-views... Week? No, 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 not this week. <laughs> but their pay-per-views are pretty solid, and I thought this was a pretty a pretty solid pay-per-view. Yeah, that, I, thought it, was, I thought it was spectacular. Uh, let's let's could, continue on. And I wanted... Match. Natalia picked up the victory over Ruby Riot. Um, which I was kind of disappointed that Ruby got put through Ruby. I liked it. I, th- I you know, and I, I told you this big blow off. You had to have Natalia come out on top, especially with the whole, you know, using Jim the Anvil Nightheart in it. It was um, it was kind of weird when she like she put on Anvil's jacket during the match. Hey, listen, give her the, the bulldozer power. She won with that giant pay, uh, power bomb off the the middle rope. Yeah, it was pretty it was sick. Pretty good, yeah. And I like uh, the I like the match. Each member of the Riot Squad got put through a table. Yeah, I, who was it? Um, Liv Morgan took a sick bunk. Yeah, uh, that was bunk. awesome. I said bunk. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty hard. But I I think that I would have loved for Natalia to have been put through Jim. I think that that would have been a really cool thing for storyline wise. And I think that that could have easily played into the her turning heel on Ronda Rousey, uh, which would be better than what it is right now. Well, I liked. I don't know if you guys saw. There's somebody tweeted on Twitter like it would have been better if Natalia pulled out a table and a picture of Ruby Riot's dad was on there, and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> "But my dad's not dead." And Natalia, I forget the whole tweet. It was Wait, spectacular. Riot responded. No, I, no. If somebody like uses it as like fantasy booking or something like that, they did like fantasy booking. It's like, oh, Natalia pulls out a a table and it's Ruby Riot's dad. Ruby Riot looks at her and says, "My dad's not dead." Confused, oh, Natalia picks up uh, <laughs> Ruby Riot and slams her through the table. Natalia is now the winner and a murderer. Jeez, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, uh, next up, you had Finn Balor pick up the victory over Drew McIntyre. Ziggler getting involved during this match, trying to prevent McIntyre from picking up that victory. This is a solid match. It shows you, it shows you like Raw has a lot of big players, and Raw has a lot of great talent. And this is a ma- this match just showed you three of the top players. Well, that dude, Drew McIntyre in. is, I think, one of the top top players. Yeah, not Brock Lesnar, who wasn't there yet again. I took a survey for the fan council. The WWE sends out those surveys every once in a while. And they, okay. they sent me one today. And they were like, who do you want to see less of on Raw? <laughs> <laughs> my my three clicks were Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, and I cannot remember the third one. Oh, rats. Oh, no. You can't remember it. Oh, no, it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember who it was. All right, cool. Good talk. But uh, up next, a chairs match. Rey Mysterio defeats Randy Orton in that. Uh, Brandon, Brandon was the only person that predicted this correct. I, I quite okay. So the match itself was kind of like, eh. meh. But uh, the ending I thought was pretty cool, where they had four chairs set up in a row. Orton was sitting on one, and Rey Mysterio like went off the rope and like walked the chairs. Yeah. And pinned Randy Orton with like a. A roll up through there. He t- he took a nasty bump. 
Rey Mysterio to the outside where he's like his buttocks hit like the top of the chair. He like sat right on top of it, and like I, I thought that was cool. It I just wish... shows you that these that these old timers you want to call them old timers, but these guys are still taking serious bumps and still putting on great con- great you know great content. So I wish kudos they, to them. I wish they focused more on like the the neck chair spot because that's what basically started the feud. Yeah, and if I don't remember seeing that at all, mm-hmm. so yeah. Up next for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey retains as expected against Nia Jax. Uh, Tamina in her corner tried to get involved. I thought this match was good. I had no, I had no complaints to this. I like that transition to the armbar. Yeah, <laughs> she stood up and went armbar. <laughs> no, she didn't, but it kind of looked like it, and I laughed. Yeah. So, what's next for Ronda Rousey? We'll uh, tell you man. when we Which go. Also, over she she pushed. Did she not? Did she push Nia Jax on Raw, or was that at the pay per view? That was at the pay per view. Who was that? Becky Lynch. Oh yeah, yeah no, Becky after, Lynch. After after her match, Becky Lynch like punched her in the face and says, "You know, stop using my name to get yourself over." Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Right, right after Nia's match. Yeah. Uh, for awesome. the for the WWE Championship, the new Daniel Bryan retained over AJ Styles. I thought this match was really good. Yeah. Oh. I Again, liked, I liked all the, like the reversals and stuff. I and I said and I I said it I think last week or the week before. You want their first pay per view match between because it looks like this has legs, this feud between the two of them, but you want their first match to be like some technical wizardry. Mm-hmm. And that's what this match was. So this, was this match, according to Wikipedia, was 23 minutes and 55 seconds, Good. which I thought was a fantastic use of 24 minutes. Uh, up was that next, belt bell or was that with entrances and stuff? Um, I'm not sure. Probably entrances, maybe. Maybe not. Right, cool. Maybe it's the ring bell. But up next yeah, was I'm on up next match. was 23 minute match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Ambrose defeated Seth Rollins to become the new Intercontinental Champion. I thought this was a horrible use of 23 24 minutes. Yeah, and this was the match that was supposed this to was steal the a, show. This uh, was an absolute dud of a match. The fans were chanting, "This is boring." They were che- cheering for Becky Lynch, which I felt terrible for the performers in the ring. But I mean, a dud is a dud. This was just, I, I, it's just, I don't know, I don't know at what point during this match, I wasn't ever looking forward to seeing this, but then mm-hmm. everybody who was like, oh my god, this is going to be the best match, blah, 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 they all turned. They all turned? They all turned. <laughs> so, I don't know where, I, I don't know, but I don't know. as far as storyline goes, it's just so stupid, because it's. Like I said, for weeks, it's been Ambrose getting the upper hand on Seth Rollins. And then yeah. here, oh, what, oh my God, Dean Ambrose gets the upper hand on Seth Rollins. What kind of storyline is that? I don't know. But, uh... Apparently, what I read online is the sheets were saying that Vince McMahon was furious with this match. Like, I'm sick of pissing cracking. <laughs> well, I mean, to, the problem is, what... I, you can't go into this match with high expectations. We've seen it so many times. How many times? What can yeah, you? They've do always different? delivered. Remember that lumber? Was a lumberjack match they had? I, which was maybe one of the best lumberjack matches of all time. I'd say they sometimes delivered. Yeah, because I mean, the Iron Man matches they had in uh, FCW. 
Yeah, but then you have also had matches where they've, after weeks of doing the same thing, where it's just like, uh, okay, it's just same thing with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, it's not this like that, but sometimes if you do it so many times, you're bound to have a few matches where it's just a yeah. dud. The point is, this was not a good use of 23 minutes. I wish, uh, I don't know, Fabulous Truth. I wish that match went longer because I was having fun. I was enjoying that match. Yeah. Uh, the main event, though, really good match. A TLC, uh, triple threat TLC match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka picks up the victory over the man Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. With the help of Ronda Rousey, which sucks, in my opinion, it makes Asuka look bad. I don't think it makes Asuka look bad. Because it's the oh, the only way Asuka won the title is because Ronda Rousey came out and helped. That's literally the storyline that you guys just wrote. Yeah, but now you can... Now there's different like variables to that women's championship title storyline you know becky lynch be like i was never defeated charlotte was like oh i never won the title then oscar's like i'm the champion who cares you know yeah i don't know i just think it makes her look weak just like when ember moon won the the title in nxt she -hmm. couldn't defeat oscar she tried so many times to defeat oscar the only way she was able to become champion was if oscar left nxt and relinquished the title and that's one of the things i still haven't gotten my satisfied conclusion with so to me, it's kind of like a similar situation, except completely different, <laughs> but right. but similar. I don't know if anyone else can like know what I'm talking about. I don't know. But no, I thought I, it was, I thought it was, I thought there was a lot of uh, cool spots in this match when um, Becky Lynch climbed up that top ladder, top of the ladder, and jumped off onto Charlotte, and like the mm-hmm. table didn't even break at first. Oh yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And obviously they they used the the uh, kendo stick. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, which was a big factor leading into the match. So you expected to see that. Um, I thought it was a fun match. It was a, a very a smart way to end the pay per view. And the women as main event was went over big. Yeah, I was saying last week's episode. I said if it's not the WWE Championship, it's definitely uh, TLC. Yeah, and it was it was weird too because like even like the promo pictures like even when you opened your WWE network, it was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, so you would have thought they went with that. But you know, I think they made the right choice by making the women's match because well, you know, I mean, again, that, that was the, the pay per view poster. Women's match. That was the pay per view poster. What the <laughs> Ambrose and Rollins? Yeah, so that's and that was on the chairs and all that. Yeah. Gimmick. So what that I mean, where that match went wrong, we have no idea. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. I have yeah. no complaints. That's what I'm saying, though. Raw and SmackDown have been terrible, terrible storylines, but pay-per-view-wise has been pretty on point. Yeah, so that was that. Let's get to uh, that thing that happens on Mondays. Monday Night Nitro. Yeah, which kicking it off. It was announced Rachel. big time. Vince McMahon's going to be on Monday Night Raw to shake things up. And there was a shakedown. Yeah, he opened up Monday Night Raw, introduced Stephanie, Triple H, and Shane McMahon. Did you? Is, was it me or did Vince McMahon come out and it was he was like kind of drunk? He was drunk. 
I don't think he was. He like drunk. comes out. He's like puts his hands up in the air like he's Rocky. Everyone he like everyone pops huge. He didn't really do the McMahon strut gimmick. No, he just he, he tell you he was blasted. I don't think he so. Was, <laughs> he I don't was think so. Hammer drunk. But they just, they announced that they will be taking back Raw and SmackDown. As if they, as if they already weren't in charge of Raw and SmackDown. Well, no. Well, the authority figures like your Baron Corbin, like Shane McMahon, like Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> there's no commissioners. There's no general managers. It's the McMahons going to be taking over and giving them and giving the fans the best product that they possibly want. And here's here's the kicker: it's people power without being people power. We're we're now not technically, but technically employees by WWE, as they announced. Oh, we are. I- the authority. I can't wait for Brandon tomorrow to put on his Facebook. Uh, works at WWE and status uh-huh. with the authority. I tweeted Facebook. them. I tweeted all four of them. I was like, "Hello, can we? I wanted. I want a meeting. I want a big meeting with our roster." Facebook. I'm putting that on my resume. Brandon's gonna be like, "All right, well, I have all these uh, elite figures. <laughs> yeah, I already once. I, I already worked. I worked for Vince McMahon once before. Got fired, and in the same same second of Monday Night Raw." I don't know if yeah, anybody yeah. here remembers that. When Vince McMahon goes, you're all hired. Everybody watching at home is hired. And then he goes, you're fired. When Sounds was this like from? That. I don't know, a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, Maybe more than a few years ago. But Baron Corbin came out basically pleading to keep his job as general manager, which got a lot of booze. And I thought this was a thought, fantastic segment. Yeah, I thought this was great. And Vince McMahon was like, you got a microphone, pal. I like I like Stephanie goes, Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't he's hard of hearing. He's all up there in age. Can you he didn't really hear what they were saying? Can you say it again? <laughs> but uh yeah. Vince McMahon said that Baron Corbin can be general manager if he defeats Kurt Angle. Which Triple H then turned into a handicap match during the match. And to further that, Shane McMahon turned it into a no DQ match. Yeah. So, Kurt Angle, along with Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, the Raw Tag Team Champions, and Apollo Crews picked up the victory over Baron Corbin. Uh, Heath Slater here, they announced, was the guest referee, and he got, who got involved. Who got huge, a huge pop. Huge pop. <laughs> Actually, that was great. Now, they gotta run the, now, what they have to do is they have to run run with Keith Slater now. Yeah, I don't know if I will. give him but... that big baby face push, even though there's no universal title on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Am I the only person that's a little bit disappointed that now he is wrestling again? Who, Heath Slater? Yeah. I, I, I actually was okay if he was going to transition um, to referee role. You don't know if he's wrestling again? All right, but even still, if he may, I, I kind of want to see what he does as maintaining Maybe referee. He's just like the, the, Mc, the McMahon special, the McMahon referee. I mean, he's, yeah. he's probably going to be wrestling again, but as of this moment, we don't know that. Yeah, as of this moment on television, we don't know that. So, um, um, Up next, you saw Finn Balor defeat Dolph Ziggler via disqualification. You had Drew McIntyre run out, try to interfere. Ziggler tries to, well, Ziggler puts a stop to it, and Balor goes out and dives onto the outside to him. And then McIntyre got pissed and just, Beat the heck out of Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. They tried to get the upper hand, but McIntyre walked out on top. And I think it's a very interesting triple threat brewing between the three of them. As Chris said earlier, top, top talent here. I, I'm really going to be right. 
disappointed if McIntyre doesn't end with 2019 with the championship around his waist. What? The are you what? What? The, the, it sounds like you're blow drying your hair. It does sound like that. Also, uh, yeah, the end, fan of my computer. The end of SmackDown. I mean, the end of the year for Raw and SmackDown are literally this week. That's it. But he next, said 2019. Next week is yeah okay, but like that's it. Like this is like this was one episode. It's 2018. Oh, by the end of 2019. Oh, that's what you didn't oh. catch. This is okay, our Christmas. Just, like I, this is our Christmas episode, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was in sure I was trying to pay attention to what your response like what you didn't really like about that while I was, but I was also distracted by the fan. But yeah, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. You you, uh, you threw me. <laughs> sorry. Next up you had Dean Ambrose coming out to cut a promo with his new uh, Intercontinental Championship in hand. Comes out with his Gasman. Um his he, Gasman. Bomb, yeah, the bomb. Uh, he that was, uh, a, that was a Billy Gunn reference. First he <laughs> Start speaking oh, okay. about Seth Rollins. And then he says that, you know what? Seth Rollins isn't here, so I'm going to do an open challenge to anybody but oh Seth God. Rollins. I'm over, I'm, over the, I'm over these open challenges. No, but... no, because this one, unlike Seth Rollins' open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship, this was like the U.S. Championship open challenge. This gave us something new and fresh, something yeah. that the McMahons had promised us. Which people, I, I saw a lot of people like, oh, why are we getting this match again? Blah, 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 blah. But it's like, bro, they didn't say tonight. They said in the coming weeks, we'll get new fresh matchups, new superstars, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But here was a new fresh match. Then we got Tyler Breeze answering the open challenge to take on Dean Ambrose. And it was actually a good match. Yeah, it was a short but sweet, it was a short but sweet match. I was happy Had to it. see him in this spot. Absolutely. Afterwards, though, one of uh, Dean Ambrose's gasmen actually turned out to be Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins beats him down, and no. he looks like this—he uh, is not finished with him. No, and and during this point, uh, me and Brandon were texting back and forth a little bit because we I were was kind more of so joking. I I was <laughs> being a mark. I was I definitely mean, joking because there were four oh, Brandon, men. Brandon, there were four Brandon men text- surrounding the ring. Four men just became available. <laughs> from the, the from the Bucks, independent Adam, scene, oh Cody, yeah, the Young Bucks Mark. and Page, and of course, like I'm looking looking at this, I'm like, all right, this could definitely it works, it could be, um, and of course it was Seth Rollins, but you yeah, know, like you should have figured, it. you should have figured it was Seth Rollins. I want to know more oh. so if Seth Rollins was there the whole time, and he wants to piss off Dean Ambrose, why why not just cost him the title? Why couldn't you give us Tyler Breeze as the Intercontinental Champion, Seth? I don't know. Sethy? I don't know. I got nothing uh, on you. But next uh, up, you had a few promos that took place. Well, you had a backstage segment with Carly Caruso and Mr. McMahon. It's Charlie. Mm-hmm. Shane McMahon. Charlie. Whatever. Sorry. Charlie, Carly, Larry, whatever. Um, you had Shane McMahon talking to Drake Maverick about uh, maybe AOP getting the rematch. Apparently... The whole mandatory rematch clause has been uh, is now null and void. I hope that that stands for like all t- championships, except for the SmackDown Women's Championship. <laughs> no, is, I'm is just that, kidding. That's is that a thing for all championships, or yeah. we don't know yet? It's, I mean, yeah. it appears to be for every championship. Fresh new faces. 
that's the most important thing to come out of it. This is going to give new guys, new title shots, new opportunities. I am all about it. Yeah, they also aired a, a little bumper to show that there are new fresh faces coming to Raw and SmackDown. We already knew about Lars Sullivan. Kind of makes yep. him uh, less. Kind of, I mean, to me, it makes it feel less special now with Lars Sullivan coming up. But they announced yep. Nikki Cross, they announced Heavy Machinery, and uh, they announced uh, Lacey Evans as well as EC3. Yeah. I, now, now I some of these I like, some of these I don't like. Okay, so who do you like, Dave? Who I like, I like EC3. Where, okay, I like, where, okay, where would you put EC3 though? That's the thing. Um, I would go with. I don't like any of them. Monday Night Raw, <laughs> except for Nikki Cross. I don't think this, I like. I, I'm happy that EC3 is coming up, but yeah, guys go, like guys like Heavy Machinery. I just have like, I can't see them being used. Like, yeah, I, that's the thing. We're talking about the tag team divisions not moving out of their norm like, of rotating three tag teams in there, but they have tag teams up there. Like, look what happened with No Way Jose when he was called up. He calls, he gets called up to the main roster. They change his gimmick a little bit, and then he's just not seen from. Look at Almas. Yeah, but you, I'll go back to. But once we'll talk about that once we get to SmackDown. Why? Who are, are you good with everyone? Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with everybody. Right. I think. He's, like, where I, does he, where he, does Lacey Evans fit in? You put Lacey Evans on Monday Night Raw. I would go with Raw. Yeah, but you put her as like a middle facing. Rousey? No, but you put her against like um. She doesn't have to go as I think, the main event. She's probably going to SmackDown. Yeah, but I, uh, but I, but just because she goes to SmackDown doesn't mean she's facing Asuka. Yeah, it's not facing Asuka. Yeah, you face her. You put her against Carmella. You, you debut to become champion. You put you put I say you put heavy machinery on Raw as you're like mid mid tier tag team. They're two big big fat guys. They like to party. Agree, take some weights. You put Nikki Cross on SmackDown because you have to put her with the rest of Saturday. There's no way you can't do Yo, that. If they don't Great. put her on SmackDown, that, that's something I could see them doing completely as but well. So. I think it, if they didn't put her on SmackDown, I think she'd still work, she'd, she'd still work out. Oh, 100%. I think, I, I think you put EC3 on SmackDown because... Well, well, hold on. Yeah. I'm, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, just because, so far I've been agreeing with everybody that you're saying. Um, but with the EC3 part, the only reason I would prefer Raw is because you have that Maverick EC3 connection. Yes, you do have that. However, maybe there will be a shakeup. Maybe absolutely. Maybe there's a shakeup, but also too, you need a main event tweener because right now all you have on SmackDown is Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. That whole, how long can you go with those two guys? You put EC3 against Daniel Bryan. Would be, I think that would be hilarious. A, the promos, the promos would be hilarious. Two, the ring work would be exceptional. So that's why I said EC3 to SmackDown. And he's a guy that you can build up immediately to a main event. You can even build him up in the United States title because you don't have a lot of guys there either on, on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as expanded as the roster is on SmackDown, the people that they're using on SmackDown is a little thin. Mm-hmm. So... That's why Lars Sullivan keep him keep him on a uh, keep him on Raw. I would love to see a, a Lars Sullivan Braun Strowman match. That'd be fun. Well, so with with that one, I would actually put Lars on SmackDown because I feel like that could be a nice little tease of Lars versus Braun. Okay. 
Kind of like how uh, I think that it's, an, it's a cool tease of Authors of Pain versus Sanity. Kind of like the big guys of Raw versus the big guys of SmackDown. I think to have them oppose each other may be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more interesting. Okay, no, I agree. I agree. Someone, so, yeah, we'll... someone who was not included in that little call-up gimmick was uh, Velveteen Dream, who yeah. took to yeah. Twitter to tell people to tweet WWE. Interesting enough, he and... has deleted yeah. every single tweet that he put up there. So. Hey, what, what, what did we say a couple weeks ago? Leave him in NXT. Let him just soak up everything. Yeah. Um, Which they also aired return promos for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Good. See, that's why you should take a lot of these guys and put them on SmackDown because you're going to have Kevin, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come back and you got to let them get back to what they were doing. And speaking of deleting tweets, something we didn't even mention last week, Bray Wyatt uh, deleted all his tweets and spoke about returning soon. Yeah. And, and they continued this week, and he basically said he's not a god, and he's sorry for ever saying that. This is the end. Yeah, very interesting uh, tweets from him. How, where do you go from here? Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. They're, apparently they're setting him up for a big baby face push. I'm not a god. I never was. I'm sorry I said it. I was wrong. I know the true God. I know the true God now in all his power. I feel that yeah. I am forgiven, etc., etc. Is he going to come back as Mordecai? Oh, dang it. I was about to say that. <laughs> I was going to say that too. <laughs> oh, I love you guys, and that's why. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine Braun Strowman coming out as uh, Braun Strowman? Whatever you see. Wyatt coming out as Mordecai. To all that have loved and supported us, we say thank you. And ask that you have faith in us. I was put on this earth to fix it, to change it. And I will not die until this is so. Goodbye, my brothers and sisters. The journey is far from over. Bray Wyatt. Run. All right, so let's get on to, you had a back, you had a promo with Bobby Lashley. I don't know why I didn't read that like Bray Wyatt. I don't know why I didn't read it either, but let's just keep talking about this. Promo. Elias comes out, smashes a guitar over Bobby Lashley's back. Yeah. Cool. Next week, it's the uh, Miracle on 34th Street fight between these two. Even though there's no That'll... 34th Street. Come on. There's only yeah. one venue that ha- – there has to be only literally one venue that's on 34th Street ever. It's Madison Square Garden. <laughs> gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Like, it has to be. Come on. Are there any other venues out there on 34th Street? I don't know. So up next, they had a uh, – this spawns from the backstage segment with AOP and Shane McMahon where uh, Shane set up a – a uh, this wasn't a gauntlet match, right? It was just a normal match. Yeah, yeah. it was a four-corners match. Revival picks up the victory over Authors of Pain, B-Team, and Lucha House Party. See, like what other tag, team you ha- tag teams do you have between – with those four teams, and then you have Rude and Gable, who are the tag team champions, and that's it. I hope this is a well. You also had uh, Brizango, but Fandango's injured right now. Yeah, but he should be coming back soon, though. Um, but I, I hope this is like the start of a long push for the revival. I would love so too. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's well deserved, and I like yeah. the way that they they won the match. Also, something else, man. We hardly knew you. Uh, Lucha House rules gone. No more. 
Sad. Oh, what do you no. mean? They announced it. There's no more Lucha House rules. Oh. The McMahons have dissolved the, the that rule. Okay. Rude. That's so, I enjoyed that's so it. Weird that I they enjoyed would, the match. And that's weird that they would get rid of that rule uh, after just only using it for two weeks. Three weeks, maybe. Well, that's something that they got rid of that I was displeased with. There's something more so on SmackDown that we'll touch on. Before we get to SmackDown, what leads to the main event of Monday Night Raw is Ronda Rousey coming out, cutting a promo about how a champion, whether they win or lose, should go out on Monday Night Raw after the pay-per-view and still have a match, still defend the title if they're champion. Watch, the only reason they got rid of the rule is because they realized that Chikara did first. Well, maybe. But Stephanie, Max, McMahon, Max did it before that. Stephanie McMahon came out and set up a giant gauntlet match, which almost has me like thinking maybe they did this because... Okay, so the ratings are really, really low in the dumps right now. Okay. And one of the matches that got such high praise this year, back in February, was that gauntlet match that opened Monday Night Raw with the men. With Miz, uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Braun Strowman, uh, Elias, and Finn Balor. And this match, this gauntlet match, the women's one, was about 15 minutes shy of breaking that record of like the longest match ever in WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very long. So yeah, 52 I'm, minutes, 55. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if they did this because that match got such high praise that they like tried to like flip it and be like, oh, how could we make, how could we end this last live Monday Night Raw of 2019 with like a high spot? This would be a cool like gimmick for Ronda Rousey. It's like, oh, you chicks think you could beat That's the champ? That's what I thought it was. That's what Let's I thought this match Ronda was. Ronda Rousey gauntlet match. That's exactly what I thought it was going to be, but it was for the num- number one contendership. Well, no, but that would, would be a cool thing if they could do because, A, yeah. now you get eight women in a match that's not a eight-woman tag team match. You have, you know... And this is a great way, you know, they keep doing these gauntlets for the new number one contender after, you know, Natalia. Great way to bring in Lacey Evans. You have her have a great showing, like beating like two out of three women and but then having it. Isn't that sort of like an open challenge? No, not really. Because if you're having a gauntlet, it's not it's not an open but challenge. She, but she debuts, yeah, but but that's her basically debuting Yeah, it's not really an open for a title. Yeah, no, but she's not facing the champion. She's Trying to go for a number oh, one for a number one contendership. Oh, I thought yeah, the winner, like, I thought you're you know, working. You have the first match, Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans upsets Bailey, and then you have her upset Mickey James, and then you have her upset Ember Moon, and then Sasha Banks comes out and beats her. You know, the next week you have another match between you know have a match between I don't know Natalia and Lacey Evans. You talk so of Lacey you're talking Evans, about a tournament huge, almost. Kind of. A, yeah, even even like they're talking about having a Queen of the Ring, because of Evolution was so popular. Yeah, have her come in there. Have her have a great showing in the uh, the Queen of the Ring. I don't know, but anyway, which would fit with her character a hundred percent. Is that I, her? Is I that not her fact... nickname? What is she not a Queen of the Ring or something? Or no, no right? She's lady of NXT. Lady of NXT, right? Okay. I love the fact that her finisher is called a Women's Right. So anyway, 
back to anyway. the match itself. Bailey uh, eliminated Alicia Fox as well as Dana Brooke. Uh, definitely, they kind of booked Bailey here as like an underdog, like in a right way. Mickey James came in and eliminated her, but like, I thought that was like a really good showing by Bailey, and we haven't yeah. seen that form of Bailey in a while. But Mickey James gets eliminated by Ember Moon. Natty comes in and eliminates Ember. She eliminates Ruby Riot. The last match we see is Natalia versus Sasha Banks, to which Natalia picks up the victory. Uh, the only thing really that I don't like about the outcome of this is Natalia facing Ronda Rousey for the first time one on one on a taped Raw. I don't, I don't. I wish there was. I wish there was another way around that, because. I mean, you you don't want to see her face Ronda Rousey one on one. Yeah, yeah. You, want, you wanted Natty to be a heel, and here she's going into a, a Monday Night Raw, a random taped Monday Night Raw for Christmas Eve, one on one as a face, face versus face. Yep, and that's really annoying because I think that there's they had so much that they could play off of with Natalia. They she has gotten her butt beat so many times from just trying to defend Ronda Rousey and being on her team. And now she gets to face her, but it's not out of because she got beaten down all those times. It's because she won her match. I get it. It's she won in the match. She earned the right yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't do anything for storyline of her versus Ronda. Outside it's, of, a th- it's a throwaway yeah, Monday Night Raw, which I'm all about because two, two I... Two weeks in a row. What do you think? What a throwaway Monday Night Raw. Like, I'm going to... Like, two weeks in a row, they're throwaways. Why? Because the week after is taped. New the Year's New Year's Eve. one? Yeah. It's taped already? Uh, not, not yet. I don't believe so. Not yet. They uh, taped well, the next week, I believe. Yeah, they taped uh, the Christmas one, which I'm all about. Everybody, I, I hate the backlash that it's getting because people are like, oh, it's, it should be live. No, these people all have lives and they have families at home and they're gone 300 days a, a year the least they could do is have Christmas off. Realistically, they could have moved Raw and SmackDown to like a giant super episode on Wednesday. Yeah, but then you, they got to get the holiday loop in, brother. Yeah, I definitely – I'm all for you, them you, taking a break. You do it live, pal. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure for them I'm, – I'm all for them taking a break, especially with the families. They put so much on the line and they risk so much and they – are away from their families, they're from their children to their wife to their husbands. They're they give their us cats, yeah, you know. their animals. They give so much to everyone that's just for some entertainment. And I think it's only right that they get to spend some time with their family. Which, Amen. by the way, speaking of family, listening to Renee Young and Corey Graves do commentary during that Intercontinental Championship match at TLC was so awkward. Listening to Corey yell at Renee for Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, Listen to me pour the seltzer in the background too. Uh, moving on that, to that pick up. Please Smack- tell me that pick up. No, it definitely did. Oh, moving on to SmackDown, but people could think you were in the bathroom. So, 
You have to take a sip Whoa. now to prove it. I <laughs> need <laughs> the bubbles. And uh, SmackDown. Do you want, do you want me to taste, taste test the Schweppes seltzer? It's just it tastes the, like seltzer. Plain, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But SmackDown opens backstage with Shane McMahon uh, addressing the McMahon takeover. And yeah, fresh start. And I don't get why SmackDown was booing Raw, but they were. And supremacy, brother. He also Shane announced that uh, uh, you know low camera angles. What that low camera angle of Shane McMahon? They're like trying to like make him like he's on this like big pedestal, even though he's just standing right in front of him. And you have the camera guy shooting down from low, shooting up hot, no, whatever. The the biggest um, thing here yep. is that Shane McMahon announced that Paige will no longer be the general manager of SmackDown. No, which why? makes no sense. Vince McMahon's have taken over everything. But it doesn't make any sense. Like she was such a good fit for the general manager role. She was like it was a, a, one of the best parts of SmackDown. I think was Paige uh, as a general manager of SmackDown. So now what happens to Paige? They didn't say. Shane McMahon McMahon said that she's going to be in some other role. Which which they didn't say. Like, what the hell? How could you leave it open like that? And people on Twitter, me included, pissed. Definitely tweeting that hashtag, we want Paige and stuff. So if you're truly going to listen, if you're going to make us the authority, and you're going to listen to us, the fans, maybe Paige will be back one day as the general manager of SmackDown. This is all Baron Corbin's fault. It's all his fault yeah. that the McMahon did uh, take yeah. over. SmackDown Look, was decent. <laughs> what, you know, <laughs> this, dom- this domino effect. But uh, Becky Lynch opens up SmackDown. Being the man. I got my man shirt in the mail this week. It's great. Demands a match with Ronda Rousey. Only to have Charlotte Flair come out and tell her to get in line. Flair claims she would have won if it wasn't for Rousey. Asuka comes out. I'm the champion, etc., etc. Which brings out a rare SmackDown Vince McMahon sighting. It was definitely hung over from the night before. Brings out I, I was surprised that he was even there. I texted Brandon right, right away. I'm like, when was the last time that happened? He brings out Naomi. Puts and her, I thought, puts and I thought Vince McMahon, I'm sorry to cut you off, Brandon, but I thought Vince McMahon didn't want to be a on-air talent anymore, and he just kind of wanted to be behind the scenes. I mean, I guess maybe they're doing that for ratings? Yeah, like, I could only assume that that's, the only re- that's why he's been on both of them. Like, they, they announced that whole thing for Monday Night Raw a few days prior, and yeah. I have to assume ratings were up because Vince McMahon draws ratings. Yeah, people love him. So he I comes he comes out, puts over Naomi a little bit, and sets up the match. Uh, no, but I love the fact he's like, can you give me that look again? Yeah, that was... Like, That's a gun. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a little bit creepy. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. I love it. I'm sorry, I'm loving this whole, like, McMahon regime takeover, but once they start becoming, like, corporate heels again, then we'd be like, oh, this thing, spring back Baron Corbin. <laughs> you, had, uh, you had Asuka versus Naomi with uh, Flair and Becky Lynch sitting ringside, which I really hope this doesn't turn into Flair getting another opportunity. I hope not. Or maybe she'll get an opportunity at an opportunity. But Asuka ends up defeating Naomi, which I thought was a really good match. Naomi was able to escape the Asuka lock twice in that, which is very surprising. 
And I like they had at one point Naomi hit a uh, Russian leg sweep from the middle rope. Yes, that, that was, was very cool. cool. I like that a lot. And uh, so that basically that, but it's like it's crazy. Like rewind back to TLC in 2012, I believe it was when we went at. Uh, oh, yeah, that's at right. Barclays. I didn't go to that. I want to go see this is hell instead. So right. did, it's did like Daniel Bryan in the morning. Say that again. Daniel Bryan oh, signing day. at the mall. Yeah. yeah. But rewind back to that. It's like that to me, that could almost be like the actual start of the divas revolution. Cause we were, we were kind of like, I mean, not Dave because he was, he had like absolutely no faith in Naomi at the time until yeah. he watched her match at TLC. Yep. I, yep. And they were only, they only had, it was Eve versus, first of all, they had a Santa's little helper match on the kickoff show yep, to determine, it was a battle royal, or whatever, to determine who would become number one contender to face Eve later on in the, the card. So it was Eve versus Naomi, and it was like a three minute match. And I was, I was like, what the hell? I wanted to see an actual, like, match. So to see Naomi fast forward this many years later get an opportunity right off the bat from SmackDown by just like stepping up to cut a promo or whatever, yep. it's pretty good. Yeah. Next up, you had uh, Vince McMahon knocking on—I mean, the Miz <laughs> knocking on Vince McMahon's door, which was, by the way, it was like, and Vince McMahon opens and goes, "What kind of knock was that, pal?" Or something like that. <laughs> Was, yeah, that a, was, that a, was that a manly you called, knock? What, what you did call you that a manly knock? Yeah, that, I thought I lost it. That I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but this segment kind of weird. A little, little yeah, weird. It was, it was kind of weird. Miz trying to get Vince McMahon's blessing. I know. Just in, you know, I don't know. In his, in, was, his courting, in his courting of Shane McMahon's partnership. Tag team partnership. Uh, and then Vince Vince goes, you know what? I'll find you opponents. You find a tag team partner. Actually, I'll find you the opponent and a tag team partner. Uh, so that that we had that. I thought it was a fine. And he sma- slams the door in Mrs. Face's hood flies off. That that was well timed. Excellently well done. Perfectly I think it was well, well done. Timed. I think that, that's the the air from the door slam did it. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah, but I think that was well. I think that was planned with the hood. Oh, perhaps. Uh, up next, we had a backstage interview with Rusev uh, about Nakamura, which later on Nakamura. Oh, that was the Sonic reference there. That was Sonic reference there. Later yes. on, Nakamura responded, and they played a a bunch like a bunch of clips of Rusev from Total Divas, <laughs> and and that sets up, I guess, a feud between them. I don't yeah. know. Watching those clips just rem- reminded me how much I loved Total Divas because of Rusev, and I still need to. I feel like I still have such a void in my life that needs to be filled, uh, completed by Rusev and Larry Steve. I think it. I think. I think Nakamura's promo did the opposite of what it was supposed to do. Yeah, like we're, we're we're supposed to look at that and be like, ah, ha, ha! Look at Rusev; he's not manly, blah, blah, blah. But here he is, like, basically hanging out, <laughs> mowing his lawn, not caring, not a care in the world. Hanging out with Larry Steve with his wife. 
It's like how, how could we how could we picture anything other than like oh not a man. I think that the promo did exactly what it was supposed to do. No, it didn't. And, it did well, not because it was supposed to get scripted, us to be against no, Rusev. Script, but scripted wise, what did it get you to do? It got you to be more supportive of the of Rusev, which they want. Yeah. You know, they're trying to build him up, but this time rather than exactly. a big monster he, face, they want to be a big monster heel. Excuse me. They want to be a big monster face. Exactly. They The WWE creative team, did ex- it worked exactly as they planned. Everybody got even more supportive of Rusev. Yeah. Based so, off promo. Up next, it was announced that Samoa Joe will uh, was going to apologize to Jeff Hardy. Apologize. Jeff Hardy comes out, and Samoa Joe comes out and says this was really an intervention. <laughs> yeah, then he drops the sign that says intervention. Jeff Hardy says that he's not oh, going God, back to his demons, and those days are over, and asked if Samoa Joe was jealous of him because Samoa Joe has not won the WWE Championship. Well, he, he hasn't won any championship. Well, that's yeah. just not true. So, Oh, he said any championship. I guess main roster. I hate that. I hate the separation. Yeah, he hasn't won any main roster championship. Yeah, but he's NXT champion should count for something. Something, but he hasn't won a championship since on the main roster. So Samoa yeah, Joe not far off. Joe goes and uh, tries to attack Jeff Hardy, only gets hit with a twist of fate weird segment. Yeah, I just set up another mid-card promo. Yeah, I'm just happy it didn't have Orton. <laughs> I'm happy Randy Orton wasn't even on the SmackDown. Um, but up next, Miz and his tag team partner, Mandy Rose, defeated the fab- Fabulous Truth, which when... Like, I'm happy, I'm happy we got to see this match, first of all. But... I was hoping when Vince McMahon said he was going to find Miz a partner, I was pulling for Hornswoggle. <laughs> I mean, it's December. You never. Some things, like fun things happen. You never know. Yeah. But but it was Mandy Rose. I, I liked it, this. This is what I said earlier, kind of full circle. Um, R-Truth cutting the promo before the match, thinking he was about to face... Ms. Maurice. Ms. Maurice. I, I, I pop for that. Which is the whole reason why Fabulous Truth is a thing to begin with, I believe, because he mistook Carmella for Maurice at one point. Which is oh, hilarious. And that's also why Carmella dyed her hair. Yeah. Uh, so. I loved the dance. I loved how how annoyed Corey, uh, Corey, I don't say Corey Taylor, Corey Graves got during the dance break. Yeah. I don't know if you guys realize you realize he, it, always, like, he, he doing, always hates the dance breaks. I know, but like he started getting really pissed about the people from Fortnite since they were doing like the the oh, yeah. I don't know all those with those dance. I don't even know what Fortnite is because they're getting sued by the backpack kid and Alphonse. Yeah, Ribeiro. yeah. All anybody that danced that way is suing them now. Which I don't even think that you could sue over dance move. Really? So. I think you could sue over choreography, but not. I don't know if you can actually. Well, you could sue for anything. Yeah, I, but, but I don't I know don't if that'll hold up you. in a court. But yeah, I, 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 I cannot stand Fortnite with a. I like. I hate it 
I hate what it's doing to the youth. Why? <laughs> it's just, it's terrible. What do you hate about it? It's, it's pathetic. They're just staying inside playing Fortnite, doing these Fred, stupid you stay dances. Play WWE 2K18. No, completely it's, different. I agree with. What I'm not Chris dancing. Said. I'm not dancing. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're marking out when you hit a, you know, you hit an oh my god moment off the top of a ladder. That doesn't exist anymore. It's the same thing, dude. It's a video game. No, it's no, it's not. It's taking over the youth and making them stupid. Welcome to video games, dude. No, no, don't blame video games because it's not. It's just Fortnite and Minecraft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Next up, you have the Usos come out and cut a promo about how they didn't lose because they didn't get pinned, so they think they should be for the tag team SmackDown tag team titles out. Uh, they're then cut off by Gals and Anderson making their return to SmackDown. They said they haven't been on SmackDown in about four months, and it's time for them to, uh, you know, not get uh, get a shot at the SmackDown tag team titles, which isn't true, by the way. Regardless, but, that's 3 slash marking out. The site leads to the uh, two teams standing off in the ring. Finally, there's referee, a tag team uh, division. Yeah, referee Danny E comes in, and then it's told that it's going to be a tag team match, which the Usos and both Gals and Anderson don't win because the bar comes in and just beats everybody up. Saturday comes in, too. Uh, tag team wrestling is hopefully back in the WWE. I like, that, a, I like that the bar went out and, like, they took advantage of Sanity's beatdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that they did do that. And I really love the fact that Sanity got involved in this because it kind of reminded you, oh, yeah, Sanity is a tag team on a, a stable on SmackDown. Yeah. It's great. Something Next else up. that I thought was great. The, what? The only bad thing that I think of this is that Gallows and Anderson didn't end up on top after this. Yeah, but now because they're, because now they're somebody, the, I mean, I mean, Sanity is really on top there, but exactly. So I mean, somebody had to get take the beat down from Sanity, and unfortunately, Anderson and Gallows were the ones that were involved in the, taking the beat down. No, uh, no cologne appearance, but hey, listen, there's still more time. They, they can get squashed by heavy machinery. Daniel mm. Bryan came out next, cut a promo saying the fans are so lucky that he's able to show them how to live and basically yeah. cuts a promo about the environment and stuff. I, I like the person right as he was coming out, had a giant sign in Daniel Bryan's face. that said this sign wasted paper. Yeah. Great. It's getting people great. to hate the environment. <laughs> <laughs> but and, uh, also before the, before this, they announced that Mustafa Ali is now a full-time member of the SmackDown roster. So deserving. And he teamed up with AJ Styles to take on and defeat Daniel Bryan and Andrade Cien Almas. Mustafa Ali got the pin. He pinned the WWE champion. Which I think it's going to be Royal Rumble. It's going to be Mustafa Ali. Or the first match of 2019, it's going to be Mustafa Ali versus Daniel Bryan for the world championship. I thought now, was... a, big, a, big, a big spot that everybody was talking about was that finisher. Uh, where Ali smashed Daniel Bryan in the face with his knee. Which yeah, there was no sound whatsoever. Usually there's a thud. Yeah, then people were saying that they saw him say, I'm sorry, uh, right after. What's your take on that knee to the face? It's a high-risk move. That's what it's called. It's a high-risk move. 
mm-hmm. you're not going to take it. You're not going to take it with some sort of risk. That goes in that for the person giving it and the person receiving it. <laughs> um, I, I just hope. I just hope that this doesn't reflect bad on Mustafa Ali, especially after having such a great showing on SmackDown and getting so much support. Yeah. I hope that this doesn't isn't one of those like. Oh, he just did this to Daniel Bryan, or I don't think it will. Yeah, I don't think it will either. You know, Daniel Bryan could have scooched one way a little bit. You know, like Um, it was a good match. I think Mustafa Ali looked like he belonged on the roster. It wasn't like you were watching, like oh, I don't want to watch the Chris Ray. Blah 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 blah. You were watching an actual match. But it's also that main of all four of those guys can work a high flying style, and that's why he meshed. He has. Melted so well into there. You should bring some more cruiserweight guys. Bring Tony Nice up. Yeah, bring up Nice onto SmackDown. SmackDown. Bring up Buddy Murphy once no. he drops the title. Who are you gonna get? Who's he gonna drop the title to? I don't know. Gotta have a new challenger soon. Leo Rush. Ashley. Ashley. All right, so yeah, that was uh, that was SmackDown. Where's Akira Tozawa? Where'd he disappear to? He is wrestling at uh, Fight Club Pro in Japan coming up. Interesting. Yeah, because Fight Club Pro is one of those uh, companies that works for the WWE. So apparently, Drake Maverick sent out a tweet saying that he has lent Akira Tozawa uh, Akira Tozawa to them for their big show in Japan. Um, who else is on that card? Uh, who is that Japanese woman legend that was in the uh, Saito? Make no, us- that. Mako Satomura? Yeah, she's on it. Uh, June Sakai is on it. Ricky St. Page is on it. Uh, there's some other not deathmatch people. I saw I watched, I saw the poster earlier today. My apologies for not remembering it. But yeah, no, Akira was around. I like that, though, that they're like, you know, these promotions that WWE works with. They're lending out some of their roster guys, as we saw, uh, you know, this week. Well, then let's just hop right into it. We'll talk some indie talk right here as Dave and uh, Brandon uh, went down to the good old NYWC Sportatorium for uh, an Evolve event this week. Right, gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah. And this event was fantastic. Uh, the, um, the night before, though, they, they were supposed to have, or not supposed to, they did have Fabian Eichner of NXT, the champion of Evolve, uh, lose the title to Austin Theory. Yeah, a triple threat match, including uh, Roderick Strong. Yeah, so, um, so that match, he uh, apparently might have been injured. Yeah, so they, they said that he... With precaution, they took him off of Sunday's card. Well, of course, because you're not going to have a WWE guy get hurt on the indie, you know? Yeah. Or whatever it all is, I don't even know. No one knows. They, they, he tweaked his uh, ankle, so an ankle injury. But I'm all for him being pulled for precautionary. Um, and then a lot of other matches like that. Another tag team, uh, the Street Profits and the War Horsemen, ended up going to a no contest the night before. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a good match. But the one Let's that we about went to. You guys went to. Yeah. yeah, the one that we went to was a great event. Uh, it kicked off with an NYWC showcase featuring Michael Mistre- uh, Mistretta picking up victory over Case and CJ Benson, Joey Con- uh, Conway, and Jesse Vane. And uh, that was one of the selling points for me personally because uh, originally I wanted to go a, l- a little bit, but I wasn't sold. But then once I saw it, uh, that they were going to feature some of these NYWC talents that we've been friends with for a little bit and that we've been following. I was just like, I I really want to go see this. So it, I feel like I was invested in it. So 
Uh, it was a great opener. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Joe Gacy pick up the victory over Joe Bailey. Um, I'm not too familiar with Joe Bailey, but Never Joe mind. Gacy. Yeah, but Joe Gacy's really making a name for himself, and um, I'm happy to see that he's prog- he's progressing away from where he was, and he's doing a lot more. Um, they had a, a lot- uh, they had a fatal four way match between uh, Kurt Stallion who picked up the victory over Anthony Green, Bishop King, and Colby Carino. This was oh, a, Colby Carino's on the card? That's awesome. Yeah, this was a very uh, fun match. Yeah, my whole my thing is uh, this and the last match were dark matches, apparently. So this match, Stallion, Green, Bishop, King, and Colby Carino, was a dark match. Awesome. Like, we are the only people that saw that match. But I don't, Chris, How's that possible? Because I saw the NYWC Showcase one. Yeah, it, well, the NYWC showcase they aired on Facebook. Oh, okay. So the actual live feed didn't start till Priscilla Kelly's match. So I think maybe if they did air that match, it's on the Facebook uh, feed for free. Oh. But I only knew of Stallion, Green, and Bishop King and Carino going into this. But leaving, I am a huge fan of them all. Uh, Bishop King has the look that he could easily fit into NXT. Green has such a great gimmick. Kobe Carino is talented. And Kurt Stallion, he reminded me of a young Edge. Uh, back when Edge first started, before the brood, he re- Kurt Stallion reminded me of him. Very talented and such a fun match um, overall. Yeah. Uh, Priscilla Kelly defeated Shotzi Blackheart, which was uh, really cool to see. Yeah, especially because Shotzi Blackheart doesn't really come out to the East Coast too often. Uh, next up, you had Eddie Kingston pick no no contest with JD Drake. JD Drake uh, defending Evolve Wrestling. Eddie Kingston kind of making his this is his Evolve debut, I believe, and it went to a no contest because referee came out couldn't get a hold of it. Each referee kept on getting knocked out to the point where security uh, had to come out to try to break them up. So but a lot the, of fun. The Street Profits ended up there. Yeah, Street Profits ended up trying to get a hold of Eddie Kingston, uh, which was interesting because you had that WWE TNA aspect. Impact. Right there. Impact aspect. Yeah. Which they were trying to avoid. So I'm kind of curious where Street Profits and Eddie Kingston, what's going to happen with that. But But the the next match was the the Evolve Tag Team Champions, that being NXT's Street Profits. Uh, picking up the victory over Austin Theory and Harlem Bravado. And it was really cool to see NXT superstars in the NYWC Sportatorium right there up close. Yeah, and the Street Profits are so entertaining and so much charisma. Yeah, but it's like, I, and that's why this is a good thing for both sides because it keeps, you know, Evolve getting, I mean, it keeps uh, the Street Profits getting their uh, their reps in, and it gives Evolve a, a, a street tag team. You know, maybe uh, the Street Profits should be going up to the main roster, but the fact that they're doing this right now, I think it's great. Honing their craft. That's what yeah, I was going to say. Especially, like, these guys, are, have they, were they indie stars? or No, neither of them. So they're, like, NXT Monte Ford trained. used to be a Marine. Yeah, so I think that's 
that's fantastic that both of and these Angela guys. Angela Dawkins has been in like the system forever. Yeah, both of these guys trained basically starting in WWE. Now they yeah. have a chance to go out and experience the independent circuit. But and not this was, really, you know, they, but they're not really experiencing the independent because they're getting their NXT pay rate. Right. They're probably getting a flight. They're probably getting a hotel. They're probably getting a car. I don't know. I, I say that they're not getting that crazy of treatment. I mean, it's just NXT. They they really don't get uh, that sort of a, a treatment with this. But I, I do agree that it's not a true indie touring. They're still making uh, towns. Yes, they are making towns and they're doing smaller places and stuff like that. And I think it is great. Um, maybe it will teach them a lot of appreciation for where they are and the opportunity that was presented to them because some people have to go through this uh, working Evolve uh, like shows in small sportatoriums or gymnasiums. And not everybody can just go straight to the WWE Performance Center as not being wrestlers and then make a name for themselves. But this was a fun match, especially Austin Theory and Harlem Bravado. They played it up so well being heels. And there was a few times where they came close to winning the championships, but Street Profits picking up the victory. Next up, you had Josh Briggs. I was going to say Priscilla Kelly came out. and Yeah, Priscilla Kelly came out causing a distraction to Austin Theory because the night before, Austin Theory dumped her to the curb. Once he won that championship, he said goodbye, Priscilla Kelly. And <laughs> Yeah, she came back out trying to cause a little bit of distraction successfully. Street, Street Profits picking up the victory. Next up, you had Josh Briggs picking up the victory over Adrian Alanis. Josh Briggs is a huge, huge beast. Uh, this guy, he is going to get signed by WWE at some point, And he tore apart, he, he's going to tear apart Skulk, the entire... Uh, Sable that is of AR Fox. Um, there was one part after the match, he gave a shove to pretty much everybody in Skulk and sent them flying. Uh, so much talent there. Yeah, and speaking of Skulk, AR Fox was supposed to face Fabian Eichner. Of course, that didn't happen, so he was going to have an open challenge, and he challenged Leon Ruff. Which yeah. is a member of that group. Yeah, one of the this group, Skulk, they're all trainees of AR Fox, the students and teacher. So it was the teacher challenging the student. And I'm so happy that me and Brandon were like, okay, maybe I, I said I said anything shy of an NXT talent is a letdown, but this match was really good. Yeah, I especially we because like who is Leon Ruff? We don't know him. No, we, this is our first time really being exposed to him. We, I've only seen on Twitter, but just like you, not really knowing too much about him. But this match, I am so happy that it was Air Fox versus Leon Ruff because it made me appreciate Leon Ruff and also everybody in Skulk. Um, I, I loved Skulk at ringside. There were so many times where me and you actually did laugh out loud yeah. at their reactions. Um, the way that they were playing into the crowd. And there were many times where they were like, whoa, like they, because AR Fox is their leader, they're like, no, no, he still needs to train us. And like when Leo Ruff is giving him a DDT on the apron or whatever he was doing, they were trying to plead with Leon Ruff to be like, wait, 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 don't take it that far. He does have to train us. He's still our teacher. So please don't do that. 
So it was very funny, and they played both sides perfectly. Uh, uh, next, one of the co-main events, you saw NXT Tag Team Champion Roderick Strong making a return to Evolve. Uh, looking tan as all all ever. Yeah, taking on it's and super defeating. tan. Like I, Dave sent me that one picture. I was like, man, I don't know if he's using tanner and tanning, doing a little <laughs> old double dip, but uh, but he he defeated Darby Allen, and this match was really good as well. Hard hitting. Yeah. Uh, oh, Darby Allen doesn't take any stops. No, no, no he does I not. I forgot, and I forgot how strong and stiff those Roderick Strong chops are. And I saw he was wearing his little boots. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one spot where Strong what you went chop. I saw he was wearing his little boots. <laughs> <laughs> There's one spot where Strong went to chop Darby Allen, and he, instead Allen moved, and he chopped the uh, pillar in NYWC. Oh, yeah. yeah. Infamous pillar. That, that yeah. was, that was I, like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I've never, I've seen something similar, but I've never heard the actual noise of the the like fist the palm or the fist hitting the, yeah it was awesome such a fun match and then after the match Darby Allen remained in the ring very awkwardly uh yeah refusing to leave yeah don't know what's going to be coming of that the main event of the evening Cash Zone picked up the victory over Anthony Henry who is tag team partners with JD Drake the WWN Live champion. Uh, this was an awesome match. Once again, same thing with Leon Ruff, Anthony Henry. We don't know too much about, but this was a great match. Uh, and Cassius Ono, you know what you're expecting. Um, hard hitting, stiff action, and this was it was a fun match. Yeah. Also, again, really great to see Cassius Ono up close on the independence again. Yeah. Amen. And then they he uh, afterwards cut a, a whole promo about how. 2018, I guess this is his 20th year in wrestling. Yeah. And how crazy 2018 has been and how, like, people get to have the opportunity to go out as a WWE superstar and work in these smaller companies. And he was basically just telling everybody to step it up. Whether yeah. whether you're in the crowd as a fan and you want to become a pro wrestler or you're in the back as a pro wrestler, it's time to step it up. It's yeah, time to prove yourself. Laying out a challenge to everyone to step up. And one thing I did like is he was just like, listen, I just want you guys, He like from the heart kind of, he was just like, I just want you guys to know, I, I appreciate your support and stuff, but I want you to know WWE is taking care of me so well. I love it there. They treat me so nice. I've never been treated this way before. They respect me. I'm a teacher. I'm able to help out the younger talent. Which, which he, said, he said he can't say the same I believe he said that he can't say the same for when he was first signed. That I'm not because yeah, it's because it, it's a different, it's a whole different, yeah, monster. Well, it, it, there it, now, two thousand eighteen is completely different. Yeah, but the but you everything know, has changed. Speaking, he was speaking to all those Chris Hero fans, telling them, "Don't worry, they're taking good." He the legit said, "They're taking good care of me," and I kind of. I appreciated that, you know. Well, they even he. I, I think it was a small documentary. I think they did earlier in the year about Cassius Ono, and like there was people talking like he's like a train a player coach, like how A Rod was when all those young kids came up and yeah. he was like kind of mentoring A Rod took when the time out of his schedule. Yeah, apparently. No, for uh, younger yeah, apparently, people. Apparently, A Rod's like incredible when it comes to young talent. 
as much as a jerk face he might be, like, apparently he's amazing with young talent. But apparently they said, like, Cash is on the same thing. That's why, like, you see Cash Sono so much on TV with these guys that are just coming in because, A, Cash Sono is a professional. B, the guy apparently is super – from what I, like, hear on, like, podcasts and stuff like that, he is, like, an encyclopedia when it comes to professional wrestling. And, like, even, like – People like Norman Smiley and Matt Bloom say that about him, and they hold him in the highest regard. And at a place like the Performance Center, you want somebody like that on your team, especially all these new guys, some guys that may not be that familiar with professional wrestling. You know, if they're working on their character, if they're working on a moveset, a guy like Cassius Sono, he could be like, hey, go watch this New Japan match from 1998 with so-and-so and who's his face, and... People go check that out. So it's awesome. I'm happy for Cash Sono. I'm happy for you guys that you got to go to this Evolve event. Johnny Gargano has been announced for the next set of Evolve events in New York. So maybe I think I... those are those are the next Evolve events in general. I believe no. Yeah, maybe I, I think don't they're know, the first but... of the year. Yeah, but I plan on uh, maybe going to that Saturday night one on the nineteenth of. Uh... It's what is it? Austin Theory versus uh, Johnny Gargano in a non-title match. Yeah, yeah. It was sick, awesome. Uh, and then we got to cap off our indie news with uh, Ring of Honor's final battle, which we spoke about next week. Two title changes. You have a new Women of Honor World Champion, as Kelly Klein defeated the likes of Karen Q, Madison Rain, and Sumi Sakai. She is now your new Women of Honor World Champion. We have new tag team champions as the Briscoes. Jay and Mark have defeated SoCal on Censor and the Young Bucks in what was an outstanding ladder war. Apparently, Allegedly, there were staple guns, there was chairs, there was tables. Uh, but the bigger story... Were there ladders? Of, Just kidding. Oh, my. <laughs> Mark. Um, Mark? But, I, the match called Ladder Wars. I was making a joke. Uh, but... The biggest story out of this was everybody out of the elite besides Marty Skrull lost. After the latter wars, the entire elite came out and essentially wished a goodbye to Ring of Honor. Saying yeah, I mean, thank they, you very they much. Brought, they brought uh, Kazarian in the ring. Yeah, they brought Kazarian in. Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky. Yeah. That's I mean, they kind, well, of, they, they kind of made Christopher Daniels get in the ring as well. but Yeah. But a big, uh, you know, th- this could be the the curtain call. Twenty years later, it could. I agree. We don't, but nobody knows what's gonna happen. You know, you know, Matt Jackson or whatever. Which one? I don't even. I. You know what? They have been so. I don't know who's who. <laughs> they dress like Marty Jannetty. <laughs> yeah, they and they dressed like the Rockers for this thing. But I can't tell which one's which. Ever, I'm a terrible fan. Nick gonna... is Nick is the blonde. Matt is the brunette. They're both yeah. like brunettes. Well, well, whatever. Regardless, that's four perusing uh, flesh mark now. We have no idea where the elite will end up. We have no idea where SEO will end up. Chris Jericho announced uh, another Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea gimmick. Yeah. Uh, more details will more details will be announced in January. Maybe they're going. Maybe they're going there. Maybe. Maybe not. The next the next night at the uh, 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the ECW Arena, Ring of Honor had their their uh, their TV tapings. TV tapings, and Marty Skrull was there. 
Yeah, Marisco is there. Alone. He's not going anywhere, and he might not be a part of the league, but he is a part of Villain Enterprise. And after being almost accosted by the kingdom, he uh, now lined himself with two new members of Villain Enterprise, and that was uh, the recently added Brody to King. the Ring of Honor roster, Brody King, which Jay's excited about. And oh, he's, yeah. I think these are two guys that are going to fit very well into that villain-type character persona. But they're not going to be villains in Ring of Honor. They're going to be ba- they're going to be baby faces. Everybody I, I, I liked I liked how they debuted as well. It's like I think, the yeah. kingdom come out, surround the ring, and they're like, "Oh, you don't have any friends for backup." And he goes, "But it doesn't mean I can't find new ones." Lights go out. People are freaking out. I'm pretty sure they wanted the elite to come out. But uh, no, no, you heard them. They heard you heard you heard Brody, Brody, I, and then oh, went on Brody. Yeah. I was thinking Cody. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah, the, the lights went out again. You heard him going PCO, and then the well, I mean, they hit. had the yeah, the electricity. Yeah, so it was a. I thought it was a good debut. Somebody else apparently signed by Ring of Honor now is Bandito. Oh, I heard about that earlier this week. Really? Yeah. yeah. Dave's excited about this. Yeah? Well, you know, it's like they have to sign a bunch of new guys with all these guys coming off the roster. With the Bucks and everything like that. I I think... The the, the Bucks could be a Wrestle Kingdom, correct? Say it again? Bucks could be a Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know. I think they are. I think they're into a tag team match or whatever. Chuck Taylor's at Wrestle Kingdom. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, did is Kenny Omega like not joining them, or what's the deal? He's main eventing Wrestle Kingdom against. That's Tanahashi. what I'm saying, though. Like, is this maybe, like, is there more for Omega on the Independence, or is he going uh, with them? Maybe he's just going to be a specifically New Japan guy. Because the whole thing that they brought him in for the Bullet Club is because he was part yeah, of the, the Bullet Club, and young but now Bucks, that he's not, Young Bucks are are facing Gorillas of Destiny and and Los Ingobernables. Gabernopolis. <laughs> so yeah, Cody's facing Juice. Cody is the current IWGP US champion. Okay, he'll lose that. Or mm-hmm. maybe he's just gonna be. Maybe he'll just be a Japan guy. Who knows? We don't know. And I, I can only hope. Just three wrestling I can only hope. At, uh, Hello, Beth knock Audio. knock. April here. <laughs> April. Yeah. yeah. Brandon's gonna return his tickets because he's gonna be so upset. No, like, I'm not no, gonna do that. The other card. No. What are you told? Like, I'm. I'm pumped to see people. I'm pumped to see like uh Yo, is gonna wrestle at Madison Square Garden. Maybe. Uh, he's probably already wrestled there. He probably has. But as you know, not well, maybe not. Cool, cool PCO. As Quebec <laughs> not cool PCO. Pirate PCO. But anyway, yeah, so that's that. We gotta talk about wrestling stuff. Let's get to is that it? Anything else, guys? Mm, I guess I get cool. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Make sure that you check out all of the people that were involved in that NYWC showcase at Evolve. So Michael Mistretta, go give him a follow at Nobody's Better. Also, go give a follow to Kaysen at Party and Wrestle. Joey Conway at Joey Conway. CJ Benson at Bigfoot underscore Benson. And Jesse Vane at Jesse underscore Vane. All of them deserve your follow. Some other people that deserve following. Bishop King, Kurt Stallion, Anthony Green, Kobe Carino. I spoke about that match earlier, and I love that match. All the wrestlers in there, so talented. Uh, Bishop King at Bishop King. Uh, Kurt at Kurt Stallion. Anthony Green at Retro AG. Kobe at Generation underscore Ace. 
Also from that event, Leon Ruff. He deserves your follow for sure. Leon Ruff, go give him a follow at Leon Ruff S S S X E. There we go. His booking official, Leon Ruff at gmail.com. Book him. He's very talented. Hey, Chris, how about that match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Uh, my match of the week this week, uh, we spoke about it on the show, was the main event from SmackDown. Daniel Bryan and Andrade Cien Almas versus AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali. Great match. Um, I really enjoyed it. You know, these could be these four guys could carry the SmackDown main event picture for a while. You know, we spoke about Andrade Cien Almas, that first match he had with AJ Styles, which is incredible. And now the addition of Mustafa Ali. Hopefully, after this whole run, he doesn't get lost in the shuffle of just being a mid card guy, but. That was my match of the week this week. You can check it out. Uh, you can watch it on Hulu. I don't think it's on WWE Network yet, but go check it out. So, Brandon, who are your shout-outs? Hello there. This is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you've got some shout-outs from Brandon. MYWC Sportatorium's getting the first shout-out. Uh, it's always a great place to, to see a live wrestling event. So, check it out. Check out the MYWC Sportatorium. Go to mywcwrestling.com for events. Up next, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt's new taunts in WW2K19 get the next shout-out. Because, so they, they released the, the new moves pack for, for 2K19. And they included a few taunts, like one for Buddy Murphy. They did the Sierra Miedo thing. Okay. Um, but one of them, two different taunts... Both for Matt Hardy, both for Bray Wyatt, I guess, where it's like them saying "wonderful" and they clap. Okay. So you, if you assign it to Matt Hardy, it's Matt Hardy saying it. If you assign it to Bray Wyatt, it's Bray Wyatt saying "wonderful." So I thought that was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, I think the the voice taunts are always cool. Uh, and then the the last shout out is going to SNL's sketch that they that they did on Saturday about Weezer. Which I thought was really funny, having two people argue which version of Weezer was the best. I don't know if you saw it or not, Chris. I don't even know no. if you like Weezer. No. But I, I thought it was really funny. So check it out. Matt Damon hosted. He was in the sketch. Matt Damon. Yeah, so those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for is right our mark out moment of the week you didn't even give us a countdown brandon i don't know what you're doing here you don't need a countdown when you hear my voice if you're feeling froggy leap i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it off and say uh, they they released the commercial today today is wednesday december the 19th of 2018 john cena is doing the sky vodka ads he's Dressed as Jack from the Titanic, doing the Titanic gimmicks. I think the only, the only way that they could have made it better was if he was sketching the the Sky vodka bottle. <laughs> 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 but outside of that, I, I thought it was really funny. I kind of marked for that for that commercial. Nice. What did you mark for, Dave? Dave. 
Oh no, he's gone. Dude's oh, on oh, you, man. oh, here, I'm here. Oh, I thought we were gonna have a series of YouTube videos trying to find you. Yeah, forgot I was on mute. I will um, spit my water out. <laughs> <laughs> what Chris just said. Yeah, I marked out for a trio that was formed, and it is two butchers and the blade. Tyler, Pepper Parks, and Andy Williams. Yeah. Uh, Totally marked out for seeing Tyler Bateman joining them. What was that, Smash, Uh, right? Yeah, Smash Wrestling. You guys know I'm a total mark for Tyler Bateman. Uh, I know, Chris, you're a total mark for Andy Williams. So, you know, I'm I'm happy to see Tyler Bateman associating himself with this group. I think it's going to... It's going to be a lot of fun, and I really expect really good promos from them, too. Oh, yeah. Pepper, well, Pepper Parks is just a, a stud. Yeah. A, a, a 38-year-old stud. Um, you know, and he's awesome. And Andy Williams is fantastic, as I've always said. I know you love Tyler Bateman. So. And I know he he wrestled at uh, Every Time My Dad's Christmas Show this week. Yeah. I, 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 that I, was – what's up? No, no. You were going to say? No, and that's just awesome because they partnered with Blackcraft Wrestling to – put on uh, an entire wrestling show that had you know what I, I have a bunch of things i marked for this week but um the every time i die christmas show being one of them the fact that every time i die now has a day named after them in the city of buffalo there is now an every time i die day in buffalo celebrating uh every time i die and being like it sounds like a it sounds like a horror movie i know it does right <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I i just hope at some point you You'll be able to. I'll get you behind uh, Tyler Bateman and all those guys too. At some no, point. I, I know. I just have to start watching more of their stuff. That's yeah, um, exactly. I marked out. Well, it, it, speaking of Andy Williams, I got a ret- I got a retweet and a comment back from him on Twitter two weeks ago. Hey, listen. Yep, that's why this is the mark time <laughs> of the week, right, Brandon? Um, and I also got a comment back from uh, Kazarian too, because I, I said on the show I purchased their cigars, so I tweeted him and Cody and the guy who makes the cigars. And, oh, we should have tweeted that. You know, and, Fra- and Frank Kazarian was like, oh, enjoy. So, And I gave one to my, to my stepfather's birthday today. So, Have, I, you, have you tried it yet? Or? No, I haven't had time. I, you know what? And when I went, I Light it up one, right, on the, right on the podcast, pal. Yeah, yeah. set all my smoke alarms off in my house. <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff, pal. Um, what else did I mark out for this week? Oh, so Sunday night, we get home from Kalahari. I'm doing the dishes, got went grocery shopping, putting Madeline to bed. And I look at my phone, and I have a missed phone call from an unknown number. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, what is this? I'm like, it's probably – and then it's a voicemail too. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, it's probably a solicitor. Why are solicitors calling at 7.51 on a Sunday night? And then I listen to my voicemail, and it said, hey, Fallen Angel. This is Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, and they thanked me for purchasing their shirt, and they said BCW stinks, and Kurt Hawkins then told me that G-Money would have beaten me any day of the week <laughs> at BCW. That's hilarious. Yeah, and that was it. So Does I'm, Kurt Hawkins I, even know what that means? <laughs> probably. You know, he's been friends with Matt for you know, the X amount of time. He's probably seen all the tapes, and he's probably... Probably saw that god awful triple threat ladder match <laughs> and Sal had, where I was just getting instant messages from Matt saying, "I'll tell you what's in the in the mystery bag. It's a pink slip. You're getting fired." <laughs> so anyway, my 
my wrestling name back on the uh, backyard wrestling was Fallen Angel, and then Christopher Daniels came around on the Indies, and I had to change my name. So, <laughs> I wonder, uh, I wonder if I had made a T-shirt purchase, if they would have called me, and and Hawkins would have made fun of me for buying a T-shirt. I don't know if they they know. I mean, I don't think they they know you as B to the G. They don't know you as uh, your no, real. They should, your, I mean, shoot name. they should know. Well, no, I didn't, I didn't even do it to buy to to get a phone call. Oh, I would I, I, I wouldn't have done it to get a phone call either. Yeah, I just did it because just to buy a shirt, and it's funny because the guy who designed that shirt, I you know, I've got some some sources on the t-shirt making industry. Um, is I used to work with that guy at Famous Dave's Waiting Tables, and oh, he funny. used and he used to work for Sal. Sal designing, <laughs> designing shirts, so. Um, that is oh yeah and then i was at my parents house today and i was watching tv and the the new dodge commercial with goldberg as uh oh, I didn't see santa that. yeah i marked oh, out yeah, that's funny well, the second time out. he's playing santa claus yeah and no, no, I, then we watched jingle we were watching jingle all the way <laughs> which i've never seen before what and wow yeah, I, that's the most wow. I've saw Jingle all the way today. And then who do I see dressed up like Santa? The Big Show. Yeah, yeah, I marked out for that. And my parents watched me mark out. I was like, oh, oh my, oh my neck. I'm like, oh my god, it's The Big Show. <laughs> did yeah, you Dave. did you happen to see the uh, Hey Google uh, Macaulay commercial? Macaulay? Yeah, the the remake shot for shot of uh, of uh, Home Alone. No, I haven't seen it yet. 2018 is a pretty big year for Macaulay Culkin too. Yeah, him and his bunny ears. Yeah, I think it's a uh, a a comeback of sorts yeah like uh, amanda Bynes too there's there's an article in some magazine recently about her <laughs> big comeback and she's not on drugs anymore and she's going to fashion school so you know, good, good old fashioned I, school uh, one of the things that i also marked out for what this week was at the rangers game uh they always played music over the loudspeaker <laughs> it was, was a, such a mark yeah <laughs> oh that they start playing like the first chord of a song right away. I look right at Brandon and Brandon right away looks at me and it's not what we think it was. It sounded just like the intro to Becky Lynch's theme song. No, no, no. It wasn't Becky. Who was it? Sounded just like Brock Lesnar's theme song. Uh, Yeah. Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar's. uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's theme song. He probably show up there before he shows up Monday night. Also, also you should have seen Dave, Mark out when they played Cult of Personality. Oh, I told oh, yeah. you. I, I started calling a guy on the Rangers, uh, CM Pyunk, because his last name is Pyunk. And he's so, a Mark. Yeah, so I kept on calling him CM Pyunk. So, but that is our episode, episode 411. If you want the 411, just listen to this episode. We'll give you the info on Pro Wrestling Talk. By Pro Wrestling Fans. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, next week will be our last episode of 2018. Uh, we'll wrap up the year that was in, in professional wrestling. We'll talk about two pre-taped WWE events and uh, things we're looking forward to in 2019. Yeah, but so until then, have a happy Christmas. A Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's funny that we do that, but that's not even the quote. <laughs> it's it's a Happy New Year. Fantastic quote, by the way. Yeah. Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year. Anyway, Dave has to eat dinner. I have to go to sleep. Brandon has to go eat. Talk talk like Bret Hart. I'm gonna, um, yeah, it's, I'm gonna it's 11 21 p.m. right now. Pearls. Yeah, so at Marking Out, at BTTG161, at Dave the Rave underscore MO, at Chris Sweendog, 
MarkingOut.com, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, and we wish you the... the... Best of luck in your future future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Should we ho, ho, ho? Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 Jabroni. Ho, ho, ho.